Hello and welcome to the Bobby Podcast. My name is Bobby Kazmaier, and for the past year, I have been sharing my journey in eating disorder recovery on TikTok and through this podcast. I have been able to grow a following of over 150,000 people over the past year by being authentic and relatable in ED recovery and helping others on their journey to recovery and living a fulfilling life with food and health. Before diving into today's episode, I want to point out that I am not a certified nutritionist, dietitian, or eating disorder professional. I'm simply sharing my experiences navigating ED recovery and using them as a way to spread awareness and to potentially help others. If you are struggling with disordered eating or an eating disorder, I highly recommend seeking out professional help or calling the National Eating Disorder Hotline. Now, let's get into the episode. Food pet peeves. We all have them. I know I have plenty. So I asked my TikTok followers to tell me their biggest food pet peeves, and I'm going to read them off, um, see if I agree with them, disagree with them, if they've happened to me before, if they haven't. Um, and there were, there were over, I think, 500 comments or 500 different food pet peeves, uh, and I was scrolling through them. And some of them were honestly hilarious because I know like I, I have the same ones. Um, there are some that I've never done before and I read them and I was like, oh, wow, like that's that's really interesting. And like now that like I've read them, I might develop those pet peeves now. I don't know. So it's they were really fun to read. I appreciate everyone who left a food pet peeve in my TikTok comment section because now I have a bunch to to read off um, and we're just going to go through them. And I'm really excited to, to do this because I, I know I have so many food pet peeves. I feel like I have more than I should. Um, I don't know if that's because I've dealt with an eating disorder or disordered eating or like, I don't know if that's the reason why, but I feel like I, I just have way too many food pet peeves. Um, so it is nice to know that, or it was comforting to know that other people have the the very or the same very oddly specific food pet peeves as I do. That was very comforting. Um, so, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna read through them. Um, I found them very enjoyable to read. Um, like I said, some of them I thought were interesting. Some of them I never even thought of in the slightest. And then some I I already have uh, implemented in my life as a, as a food pet peeve. So let's just dive right into them. Okay, first food pet peeve. Someone said, when you're eating eggs. And then the eggs egg, if you know, you know, I, I definitely know. And basically if you don't, <laughs> if you heard that and don't understand what they're saying, what this person's saying, basically, um, eggs have this kind of texture and just really weird feeling when they're in your mouth. And although eggs may taste really good, I mean, especially if you make them correctly, um, and, and if you eat them consistently enough, um, you'll start to kind of notice this texture over time. Um, and it gets to a point where it's just disgusting to put in your mouth. Like the thought of eating eggs is just disgusting at that point. Like you can't even bring yourself to do it. So like there was a time where like, well, cause I actually, I do eat eggs every day. Um, like for breakfast, I put eggs on toast every day. Um, and I know exactly what the, I know exactly what this person means because, uh, you know, if I'm eating eggs every single day, um, I, I, I have this texture in my mouth from the eggs every single day. And, uh, eventually I start to notice that 
weird feeling kind of texture more and more. And it it's it grosses me out. There there was one time where I just literally I couldn't eat it. Like I I had to make something completely new because I've had eggs every single day. I just got sick and tired of them. And like the texture comes in, you know, the you know, like this person said, the eggs start egging. Like you can just feel it and it's just a horrible feeling. Um and I think this happens to me the most when I get to the part of my eggs where there's really no flavor on it. Like, for example, like on my eggs on toast, I put, you know, whether it's like hot sauce, ketchup, um, hot seasoning, salt and pepper on the eggs. And there are like little bits and pieces of the eggs that doesn't get any of that. Like it's just straight up bland egg just because like, I don't know, I'm not good at, I don't know, putting on the spices and um sauces on the entire part of the egg so like there there are some little bits and pieces that are just straight up bland egg and like when i taste that when it's just bland egg that's the part that's absolutely disgusting and it just makes you want to hate eggs forever because all you get all you get in your mouth is like just that that weird texture um it's really no flavor at all um it's absolutely disgusting. I think it happens more to me at least with egg whites. Um, and I remember last year when I lived in a dorm, there was no, I had no like kitchen obviously. So I had to make eggs out of, or I heated up eggs um, through like a rice cup, like egg whites. So I poured liquid egg whites in a rice cup and I would put that in the microwave for like a minute. It would come out fluffy Um and I would put like hot sauce, whatever on it. And like, just after like a week that, that consistency just got too, too gross. It was just, it was too, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, you know, if you know what this person's talking about, then, then you know, um, what it, what it feels like. I just, I couldn't do it. Like to this day, I can't eat egg whites because of that. I, I actually, I use egg beater. I don't use egg whites. It, egg beater is like, they're pretty much yellow egg whites. Um, <laughs> I think they taste better and it's just more efficient because I don't know. I don't like cracking eggs open. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not necessarily good at cracking eggs open. Um, so having that, having the egg beater is it's, it's a lot better. Like you still get the taste of like the egg yolk, um, but you don't have to crack open any eggs. I don't know. That was a little side note, but yeah, I told, I totally get this one eating eggs and then the eggs start egging. Yeah. I, I totally get that one. Someone said, <laughs> literally, when someone asks what I'm eating, yeah, that, mm hmm. This one, <laughs> this one's hilarious because it shouldn't, it shouldn't bother me at all, or it shouldn't bother anyone at all. I think it really only bothers me when the person who asks me that question, uh, what am I eating, can clearly see what I'm eating. Like, if I, if I made myself a bowl of oatmeal and like, I, I sit down to eat it and someone comes walking in, they see me eating a bowl of oatmeal and they ask, Oh, Hey, like, what are you eating? Or like, you know, is that oatmeal? It's like, come on. It's like, yeah. It, it, or it's like, it's, it's similar to like, if I'm like dressed up to go to work and then someone asks me, Hey, like, are you going to work? It's like, no shit. Like, yeah, I am going to work. Like, um, it's so like the same applies here and it's, it's hilarious. Cause it's just like, it's like, why even ask me that? Like, yes, obviously like I'm eating this. Um, it, obviously it's different if, um, someone like texts you saying, Oh, like, what are you going to eat for dinner in four hours? Like, I don't know. Like that's different because they're not physically there to see what you're eating or what you're going to eat. 
Um, so that's different. But like when someone is right there, literally being able to see what you're eating and they still ask, hey, like, what are you eating? That's just like, I don't know. It's just something about it. It ruins the the vibe. It just ruins. I don't know. It's just, I just don't like it. So I totally agree with this one as well. It's just like, that one just bothers me the most. That It's just, why? Why ask that? Is it to start a conversation? Is it to, I don't know, be like, oh, hey, like, I like that food too. I don't like, what's the point? And like, it's weird because I've uh, caught myself doing that too. Like, I'm, <laughs> it's not like I've never done this before. No, I've done this too. There's, it's something, there's just this subconscious thing that we do. Like, because, you know, I've, there have been so many times where like, not so many, but like times where like, I'll be around someone who just made some, like made an omelet. And I'll be like, oh, hey, like, what'd you make? Like, and very clearly it's an omelet. Like, it's it's very obvious. But for some reason, something in my brain was like, hey, like, Go, go ask that person what they're eating. So I don't know. I don't know why we do that as humans. Um, I don't like it when it happens to me. I'm sure when I do it to other people, they don't like it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's a, it's a universal thing. Um, it's again, it's different if I made this like extravagant, oddly specific brand new dish that I've never made before, but like, I'm, I'm not a chef. Like I don't, <laughs> I, I eat pretty basic foods. So like, it's pretty obvious what I'm eating when I'm eating. So I, I de- <laughs> so that's, I don't know, there are different occasions, different exceptions to where asking this is fine. Or like, if you're at a restaurant, that could be different. Cause like, obviously, you know, restaurants have specific dishes that other places don't have, or you wouldn't, or you wouldn't normally make. So I get that as well. But if you're literally just sitting down at the kitchen table, eating pancakes and someone walks in and asks hey what are you eating and it's like and you just got to be like oh yeah i'm eating pancakes but like in your mind you're just like why ask that like why why would you ask that when you can see it right there i don't know i i think actually now that i think about it sometimes i feel like people will do that if they want a bite of that food that someone's eating like as a way to kind of uh slide into to potentially getting a bite of that food because they don't want to upfront be like hey like can i get a bite of that um because i've had this conversation happen to me firsthand like uh someone will ask me like oh hey like what are you eating when it's very clear that i'm eating xyz and i tell them that i'm eating xyz and they say oh nice like can i have a bite so it's like that makes sense um so that could be a reason why people do it but if you're just generally asking why like I, i don't know i just i don't get this one sometimes um, if, if you have a, if you have a motive behind it, sure. If, if your motive is you want to bite of that food, I guess, sure. Why not ask away? Um, or if the dish is literally something you've never seen before. Yeah, of course it makes sense. But I'm sitting down eating cheese. It's like, wh- and, and you can very clearly see that I'm eating cheese. It's why, why are you ask me what, what I'm eating? It's just like, seriously, like, so this one, yeah, this one, I totally understand. Up next, <laughs> this person said, when I can't find a fitting YouTube video to go with my food. And this is probably the most relatable one I've read because I think a lot of us, myself included, have kind of turned into iPad babies without fully realizing it. And for me, if I'm eating by myself, I need some form of stimulation to eat. Like it's different if I'm like, I can eat with other people, no problem. Like if I'm out to like, you know, I can eat with other people. That's not a problem. But if I'm eating by myself, I need some form of simulation entertainment 
while I eat. I can't just look at my food and eat something. Like I need to always be watching a YouTube video, watching a movie show, something like that. If I'm eating alone, I need to do that. <laughs> and it's the absolute worst, the absolute worst when you can't find that one YouTube video that you want to watch while you eat. This happened to me yesterday, actually. Um, and what I'll, it's actually, it gets to a point where I will like browse through YouTube and save videos or like, I'll find a video that I want to watch, but I won't watch it right away. I'll, I'll save it to my watch later playlist so I can watch it when I'm eating something. It's gotten to that point. Um, <laughs> and, it, and it's one of the worst feelings ever when you have like, or like when I have nothing saved up in the watch later playlist and I got to like, I got to like scramble to find something to watch. And it's just like that, that added anxiety. And then like, especially if your food is like warm and then like you you can feel it getting colder because you haven't found a perfect video yet. And Oh, that's this, this one, this one is the worst. And I, I, there's a very simple solution to this one too. It's like, well, just don't just like, just eat without watching something. Like it's pretty simple, but like, I don't know. There's, there's something about the whole aura of just, finding the perfect YouTube video and eating your favorite meal with no responsibilities in the world. It's like one of the greatest feelings and like you're chasing that feeling every single time. Uh, and when you don't have that, that, that perfect, that just right video or show to watch, it makes the food taste worse. I don't know. I'm just going to come out and say it. it. It makes the food taste worse. It's a, it's a much, it's a much less enjoyable experience. It's just, it's not the same. It's really not the same. Um, I am like actively trying to like work on this habit though. Like I'm trying to like start because I, I do want to break this habit because I'm tired of getting like frustrated over for no reason. Cause like I'm getting upset that I can't find the right YouTube video to watch while I'm eating. And I, I don't need this added frustration when I could just simply just not need something to watch when I eat. So I'm trying to like slowly cut this habit out. Uh, like for example, I'm trying to eat with no distractions for one meal a day and then hopefully progressively go on to two and three, et cetera. Cause like, that's how I stopped counting calories. Uh, I would start with not tracking one meal and then going to two, three, et cetera. So I'm trying to implement that strategy with this strategy with the YouTube video thing, because I'm not a fan of this habit, but it's gotten to the point where like, I need to watch something every time I eat alone. Um, cause like I said, eating with other people, no problem. I honestly, I love eating with, with other people, like having a conversation, like family dinner. I love family dinner. I love going out to eat with friends and like talking and like we're all eating. It's great. I love that. But when I'm by myself, I need some form of stimulation, entertainment, some form of dopamine hit. I need it, but I'm trying to get to a point where I don't need that because there was a time where I did not need that. Um, that, you know, yeah, as recent as probably two years ago, like I feel like, when COVID hit, that's when this started for me. Um, and it's gotten to a point where this is like the worst part, I feel like, but I, it's gotten to a point where like I eat pretty much the same foods every single day and I enjoy the foods that I eat. And I know how long it takes me to eat each food. Like I know it takes me roughly <laughs> anywhere from like 12 to 15 minutes to eat my oatmeal, for example. So I will save a YouTube video that's around 12 to 15 minutes long. So it matches up perfectly with the amount of time it takes me to eat my oatmeal. It's just, it's absurd. And like, I know that my breakfast of two eggs on toast with an apple and peanut butter takes me about nine to 10 minutes to eat. So I'll save videos 
that are nine to 10 minutes long. And it's, it's so crazy. So that's the point it's gotten to. And like, I need to break that habit because it's gone out of control. Cause like I, it's gone to a point now where it's like, I feel like I'm like wasting my meal if I'm not watching something while I'm eating it. And it's like, <laughs> that should not be the case. That should just simply not be the case. Um, so like I said, I'm going to try and do one meal a day, no distractions whatsoever, and then go to two, go to three, and hopefully I can break this habit. I'm not saying I'm never going to do it again because like sometimes you just you just want to watch something while you eat. Like, that's just like human nature, right? Like you just want to watch something while you eat. Like it's it's like when you're at a movie theater and like you want popcorn, right? That's that's part of the experience. So like I'm not saying I'm never going to do it again, but I don't want to have to rely on watching something anymore. I feel like I have, I feel like I've gotten to a point where I'm I'm now relying on it, and that's not a good thing. <laughs> so this yeah it's i was pretty upset at myself that i found this one way too relatable and i've also made like three or four tiktoks about this specific thing as well um and it's nice to know that i'm not alone in this too <laughs> because yeah it's it's crazy We're, we've all just slowly become ipad babies and we we gotta fix it we gotta fix it <laughs> okay next up <laughs> When people talk about how little slash much they or someone else has eaten. Yeah, this is definitely in my top three, or at least it's definitely up there in terms of pet peeves and how much it bothers me. Because this one, especially I've made like a countless number of videos about this topic um, and how much it bothers me because every Every body, every physical human body has different caloric needs, different food needs. Some people need to eat more food than others. Some people are hungrier than others. Every day is different. Basically, basically, like you shouldn't judge on how much someone is eating ever. Like keep that shit to yourself. Like, please. (laughs) Um, Because like, like you never know someone could be going through with food or, um, you just never know. Um, so why why do you feel the need to comment on what someone else is eating? I know a, I know a huge part of it is to like um, draw attention to yourself, especially the people who are like, oh, like I've only I've only had an iced coffee today and it's four o'clock, man. Like, ha, huh, like I'm, I'm like I'm so quirky, right? Like, no, like not eating is not a quirk. Like that, like that's I know I know that's why people do it. Like they want the attention. They want they want people to be like, oh my god, like that's whoa, like you haven't eaten all day. Oh my God. Like, you know, like, like they want the attention. I get it. Um, but it's also just, you should, you should never do that because when you say that it, it in turn makes other people feel like shit. Like if someone went up to me and said, Oh, like, you know, I've only eaten an apple today and it's like five o'clock, then I, I instantly start to think about how much I've eaten that day. And I know that's way more than an apple because I'm, fueling myself properly (laughs) like how how i should for my own body but when someone comes up to me and tells me that oh i've only eaten this today and it's just like that makes me feel like shit (laughs) Uh, even though i know i'm fueling myself the way i should be and i'm eating enough um it's just it's it's ridiculous it's like it's all for attention and um it just shouldn't happen because, you know, like I said, it could really impact or trigger someone else who's around in the same room or who's in that conversation. 
Like you don't like you don't know what they've gone through, or even worse, you could know what someone's gone through, and you're still saying shit like that. <laughs> like that's even worse. Like if you're with someone and you know they've struggled with food in the past, or they've dealt with an eating disorder, and you say some shit like, "Oh, I've only had an iced coffee today, and it's five o'clock," or you say, "Oh, I've eaten so much today," and you've just had like you have you've had two meals, and you say, "Oh, I've eaten so much today. I feel so stuffed. Like I never eat this much." It's like we get it please we, we get it you, you're, you're doing this for attention like we don't care i promise you we don't care at this point like we we, we seriously don't care um j- just keep that shit to yourself please like keep, keep that shit to yourself it's because because it's 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 beyond frustrating i don't know um and it's it's even worse when people um will intentionally do it. Like I know every time it's intentional, but will for example, they will initiate the conversation and they'll ask you what you've eaten today. And then I'll say, oh, I've eaten this, this, and this. And then they'll immediately jump on and say, oh, well, I've, I haven't eaten anything today. It's like, okay, congratulations. Like, do you want your Olympic medal? Like, what, like, like, what do you want me to say when you say, oh, I've, I haven't eaten, I haven't eaten anything today or like, Oh, I've eaten like a meal today. I'm so like, um, I'm never eating this much again. It's like, like, what, what do you want me to do with this information? Like, I don't, I don't know what you want me to do. It's just, um, it, it's really, it's really annoying. And like, thankfully I haven't experienced this a ton. And like when I do experience it, it doesn't bother me too much because I, I know that like, I know they're doing it for attention and I know that like what, someone else eats has no effect on me or how much I should eat. And the same applies to anyone listening to this. Like don't listen to what someone says about how much they've eaten and compare it to you. Like, you know how much you should be eating, you know, your body better than anyone. Um, don't listen to those stupid attention seekers, those attention grabbers. They're just, it's, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. Um, I don't know. In terms of like how you should respond to that, I, I pretty much just brush it off when that happens to me. If someone says, oh, I've only had an iced coffee and a yogurt today, I'm just like, oh, nice. And then just like move on. I don't know. I just like, I don't try to like encourage it. I don't I don't try and further engage that conversation. Um, I know people say like, don't say anything or like change the subject. I guess changing the subject would work. I just feel like not saying anything is just kind of like awkward. I don't know if someone tells me something that I just don't respond. That's just a little find that a little awkward so i just be like oh cool like nice and then just like move on so that's that's what i do um you could, i mean you could honestly straight up tell them that like like you don't care and like you like you'd rather them not <laughs> tell you how much you've eaten because it either could it could bother you trigger you whatever whatever it is um yeah just if you are listening to this and you're someone who does that and, and you go around boasting to people that you have only eaten this like nothing and it's six o'clock at night and you're trying to tell other people don't don't do it (laughs) just don't do it please it's just not necessary just just stop (laughs) yeah this is easily like one of my my least favorite things about or one of my least favorite or wait if it's my least favorite pet peeve no it's one of my (laughs) this is tough it's one of my most frustrating pet peeves, I guess. Yeah. It's one of the most frustrating pet peeves I've, um, I've experienced. Um, and I know it happens to a lot of people within like their own current environment, whether it's family friends, like it happens more often than it should. 
and people experience it way more often than they should, which is really unfortunate. And like I said, that could potentially impact how that person eats the rest of the day because in their mind, they're, they're thinking, oh, well, you know, they only ate this, this, and this, and they look like that, and I've eaten X, Y, Z, and I look like this. I want to look like that, so I'm not going to eat now. It's just like it's such a – I don't know. It could develop such like a shitty mentality if the wrong person hears it, and it's just overall not not necessary. So just stop commenting or stop, I don't know, boasting about how little you've eaten. It's just – it's pointless. Okay, this person says buying too many apples and them rotting faster than you can eat them all. But like, I can't just eat ten apples at once. Yeah, I I do this. I I do this exact same thing, and it's always the produce. I think this happens to me with bananas, especially because I eat anywhere from like two to three bananas a day, and bananas are like relatively cheap. So I'll buy them in just bulks. Like I'll buy like I don't know, let me think. I go shopping like twice a week, and I'll buy roughly I don't know, anywhere from like 12 to 15 bananas. So, and that's what, if I eat like three day times seven, that's 21 bananas a week. Um, and I, and I go shopping twice a week. So I'm buying like 27, 28 bananas a week, almost 30 bananas a week. So like that right there, I'm already buying more bananas than I need to. Um, and in turn, the bananas start to get very ripe <laughs> very quickly. And I, either have to end up freezing them or just uh, not using them at all. I don't know why I keep doing this because I feel like in my head, I'm like, oh, I, 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 like I got to make sure I have enough bananas to get me through the weeks. I eat, you know, two to three a day. Um, and like, I, and like, I know that I'm always going to have enough because like I've lived through this for like a year now. Like I know I'm going to have enough, but I feel like I, something about my, my mind is like, no, like you have to like, make sure you have like enough, enough. So when I do buy bananas, I buy them in their uh least ripe state like i'm talking like straight on green bananas like that's when i buy them um and then i'll i won't use those for a couple days and i'll still use the bananas that are getting more ripe first obviously um so by the time those are done the bananas i bought that were green are turning more ripe and it's like a never-ending cycle (laughs) um and it's something I, i need to shake because like uh, thankfully I haven't wasted too many bananas. I mean, I never necessarily waste them. Cause like, like, like I said, I'll freeze them and I'll use them in like smoothies, smoothies or something like that. Like I'll make sure they get used. Um, but sometimes they'll just turn straight up black because I, I just haven't used them. They'll turn almost rotten. And it's like, I don't know why I keep doing this to myself. Cause like, it's so unnecessary. <laughs> and uh, this person commented, this says that happens with apples. Yeah, that's, it makes a lot of sense. Like any, like you feel like you need more than you should. Um, I guess it's some, uh, the anxiety, like you feel like you need to have enough all the time. So you overstock and then a good chunk of that produce ends up going bad because you overstock. And then in turn, you have to buy more. It's never any cycle. And it's just like, and it would, it's, it's even worse. This is what, this is what's even worse about this is when you have like an atypical day, like, you know, like I said, I eat like three-ish bananas a day. Say there's a day where like I'm out all day and I only have one banana. Now I'm set back even further. <laughs> so then I have more bananas than I typically would. And then there's a greater chance of those bananas becoming way too ripe, rotten. Like it's just so like, I don't know, like you have it on, on like a pedestal. It's like, it's, it's a, it's a really bad problem. And honestly, like after reading this comment, 
or this pet peeve. I, uh, I'm kind of not realizing this to like for myself that I got to like stop this. I got to stop buying bananas in bulk twice a week. Cause like, cause I, I'm just, I have, I have a fear of not having any bananas left that that's where the fear stems from. I have a fear of not having any left because I eat them so often. Um, so I always, I, I always, I, I want to make sure I have enough. And if I don't, I'm like, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's such a stupid like issue to worry about. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I relate to this one a lot because yeah, that's, that's, that's my life with bananas. I just, I eat three a day, two or three a day. And I need to make sure I have enough to get me through the days because I don't go shopping every single day. I go shopping twice a week. Um, so I always buy them in bulk and it's just a mess when I underuse them and then they become extremely ripe and I got to freeze them. And then it's the whole, it's, I don't know, it's not the biggest deal, but like I should probably just overall cut back on my, my, my banana, um, not banana consumption, banana, the, the purchasing of bananas. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I, I totally understand this one too. All right. Someone said, <laughs> when i'm eating with people and they assume i want their leftovers bro yes like what (laughs) this is when i read this i honestly never even thought of that as a pet peeve for me but then i thought about it and i was like wow this happens to me actually way more often than i thought or than i think and it's so true and it's so funny to actually think about um like like I, i i laughed when i read this one because every time i'm out to dinner with family it really, it really only, only happens with family, not necessarily when I'm out with friends, but when I'm out with family um, and we're at a restaurant and we're eating and like um, someone in my family doesn't want to finish their food or like they're done and like um, it, they'll, they'll right away ask me if I want some, if I want some of their leftovers or like sometimes like with my, like with my grandparents, they'll like, they'll literally just like ask ask me for my plate and they'll take it and they'll just dump their food onto my plate. And I'm just like, yeah, I guess I'll take it. Sure. Um, <laughs> and it's tough because like, if I'm feeling like full and like, I don't, or like if I'm feeling full or I don't even like necessarily, necessarily like want that food. And they like, it just gets like dumped on my plate. I'm like, well now I guess I got to take it. Cause it's either like, uh, you know, telling them no, or just like, you're at, you're at a tough divide between telling them no or like feeling extra full. It's stupid. And like, I should just be like, well, I don't want any, but like, it's tough. You know, like if your grandparents offer you food, you should take it, you know, it's, it's delicate time. Um, that happens a lot. Or if we're at like really big, like family gatherings at restaurants, like 15 plus people, uh, some members of my family will just like start passing down their plates. Like just like one by one, like to the rest of the table, like they're just little, they'll just pass it along. Um, just like assuming that like I want I want some other food. It's just like I get it's a nice gesture. I get it, but it's just like nah, man. Like like I'm like sometimes I'm I'm good with my with my meal and like I don't I don't want any leftovers. Like I again I appreciate it, but I don't necessarily want those leftovers. You know. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that happens a lot, and I think it happens with me especially because I you know I'm like a I, I eat a lot of food. Like I'm an active dude. Like I eat, I eat a lot of food. I I like a lot of food. So like I get it, and like. Eight, like I'd say like eight out of 10 times I, I will say yes. And like, I'll, I'll like actually thoroughly want those leftovers because like I'm either still hungry or like that, that meal or like that dish looks pretty good. But there's some times where it's like, no, nah, I really don't want some. But like after doing that over and over again, after always like, not always, but after consistently like taking other people's leftovers, it gets to a point where like people assume that I want their leftovers. And then it's like, well, some, sometimes I don't, you know, it's like sometimes I really don't want your leftovers. You know, it's like, it's tough. 
because uh, you don't want to feel guilty by saying no to someone who's kindly offering you your leftovers, but you also don't want to eat something that you don't want to eat or you're just too full. Like it's like, it's a really tough divide. I don't know. It's, um, it's, it's a very interesting one. And I find it funny, like thinking about it because it's like, it should be a simple choice. Like just saying no, if you don't want any, but it's tough, you know, like you don't want to, cause like I, me personally, I'm a pretty big people pleaser. Like I have that people pleasing mentality. Like I, I need to like please people I get. Yeah, obviously that's what a people pleaser is. But like, so like by, by saying no, I, I let them down. I don't know. It's, it's stupid, but yeah, this one, <laughs> this one, oh man, I just haven't been out to a restaurant in a little bit. So it's, I totally forgot that one existed. Um, and yeah, that happens to me all the time, especially at just like big family restaurant gatherings for sure. So this next one is one I've never actually experienced ever, but I might start experiencing it after reading it. Um, and this person said, uh, chicken slash turkey anxiety. Like, is it cooked? Basically, is it cooked enough? Is it cooked well enough? Is it edible? I guess is what they're trying to say. Um, that's an interesting one. And it's like, I, I, it's definitely a common one too. <laughs> Me myself, I've just never worried about it. Obviously I, I, <laughs> I'm not gonna say I don't worry about it. Cause obviously like when I cook, I, I'll know if it's good to eat, but I'm not, every time I go into eating a meat or something like that, I'm not, my first thought isn't, oh my God, is this cooked well enough? Like, am I going to die? Like that's never really happened to me. And I think it's because I've, I don't know. It's maybe because like I was grown up or I grew up on like really good home cooked meals that were always perfect. So like that was never an issue or I rely on, um, appliances that cook that, that do the cooking for me. Like for example, like my air fryer, like I, that does all the cooking for me. And like, I know that depending on, on what food I put in there, I know that like, for example, I know putting sausage links in there for nine minutes of 400 degrees is like perfect. Um, and like, it's not going to be undercooked at all. Like I know that works. Um, or like at restaurants, it's like, okay, like this is like a restaurant, like, you know, like this is, they're literally focused on the food they're making. Like it has to be good. Right. Um, so I just, I, I assume that like, Oh, like this is, this meat's good. And like, um, this chicken's going to be fine. Like, yeah, sure. But I've never like, I've never actually been too, too worried about if it's undercooked, if it's pink. Um, because I feel like you'd be able to notice it rather quickly like if i was at a restaurant and i took a bite or like i cut open my chicken and i took a bite out of it and it tasted like cold uh it tasted a little like mushy squishy i don't know that, that was weird tasted a little like mushy um i feel like something would like alert in my brain that like hey like something's not right here so i would look at it and be like oh shit like this is pink like this is not i can't eat this um and then, you know, I'd, I'd alert the the server. Hey, like, hey, like this chicken's a little, it's a little pink. It's a little undercooked. So, like, can we do something about it kind of thing? Um, obviously, I'd say that much nicer. But, like, <laughs> I've never been like, oh, my God, like, I really hope this isn't pink. And, like, I totally understand if you do because this is serious shit. Like, you should not be consuming undercooked meat ever. Like, I, I totally understand it. Um but I think for me, like, I think the reason why I've never experienced it before is because I've fortunately 
I'm, I've been fortunate enough to always been around either great cooks, appliances that do the great cooking for me or environments like restaurants that have never like messed up my order or like messed up the cooking of my order. So it's never really crossed my mind. I'm not going to say I've never like stumbled across undercooked meat before, but I recognize that it's undercooked and I either will not eat it or I will, you know, notify whoever made it that, Oh, Hey, this is a little pink. Can we like throw it back in on the grill or something like that? Or like, modify it so it's more cooked i don't know like but no i totally understand it though because serious it's like i said it's serious shit like if you eat something that's undercooked you're at risk for some pretty pretty tough health problems um that no one wants to be a part of (laughs) um and i've also like i've never gotten like food poisoning i've never salmonella like i've never never dealt with any of those like that could also be a reason why i've never really thought about this one um, but again, I totally understand this one. It makes a lot of sense. I feel like now that I've read it and I've kind of digested it a little bit, I'll probably start implementing this <laughs> pet peeve into my own life. Like now I might like start double checking all my, my meats, <laughs> like cutting, cutting, uh, cutting it open first, making sure it's, it's cooked enough. Um, especially like burgers, like cooking burgers on like a pan. Um, I, you know, obviously chicken, you, 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 you get the gist. Um, yeah okay i that you know what i'll i actually i really appreciate this one because now i'm gonna start looking out for my own self so i really appreciate you for commenting this one all right up next (laughs) someone said when you're really looking forward to eating something and it doesn't hit like you thought it would yes one one thousand percent i've experienced this one as well um it happens most often with my oatmeal like with my oats recipe, um, whether it's, it's, uh, I added too much water or the banana was too ripe or, you know, whatever, whatever the reason is. And it doesn't hit the way I want it to. It like, it ruins like my entire day because like my bowl of oats is like one of the few things I look forward to every single day. Um, so like when that, like when that one bowl doesn't come out the way I want it to, it's just, it's such a letdown. Cause it's like, Oh man, like now I got to wait until tomorrow to have it again. I know technically I don't have to wait until tomorrow, but like it just doesn't hit the same. I don't know. Like I made a TikTok video on this. It's like when people say, Oh, like, why don't you just make like a second bowl of oats? Like, no, like the second bowl doesn't hit the same. So it, it just doesn't hit the same. So like now I got to wait another 24 hours to eat, Oats, hoping like hoping that um, I'm not going to be let down again. Because like, could you imagine if you get let down two days in a row? <laughs> that's like that'd be like that. That'd be detrimental. <laughs> um, and especially too, this happens when you're going to like one of your favorite restaurants, for example, and like you haven't been there in such a long time, and there's like this one food item on the menu that you always get and always it just tastes so good you're looking forward to it all day it's all you can think about and then you go and it doesn't taste as good or doesn't hit the same as it normally does that's a big letdown especially because you don't go to that restaurant every day like you're not there all the time (laughs) uh this is like a you know a very occasional if not rare thing and the fact that you get let down by that it's it's brutal it's absolutely brutal i'm trying to think i feel like this happened to me like recently, I'm trying to remember it. Um, I, oh, what happened was the restaurant 
they like changed the ingredients in this dish that I always get. So it was physically different. So that was, that was a little bit of a letdown because like the, the dish I thought in my head no longer existed within the realms of the menu. Um, cause they, they switched up the, the ingredients, the recipe a little bit. That's another letdown. That's just, that's the worst. Um, especially too, if you have like such like a long, long day at work or school, or you just having like a really tough day or bad day. And like, you know, that like this one food will just like make everything so much better. Like it'll turn your day around, improve your mood. And then it just doesn't hit like you thought it would. Ooh, man, that's just like, cause like when that happens at that point, I'm, I'm just like, well, this is just like the worst day I could possibly imagine. Like, it's just like, at that point, I'm just like, well, this is just not my day. Cause if I'm, if I'm already having like a shitty day and then the one meal that I, that I expect to, to bring me happiness, to bring me up a little bit, doesn't do that it lets me down that just whew, <laughs> that just makes it even worse that like like the the whole day is even worse um yeah that this is one of the the most annoying things about food too um it's, it it definitely sucks it's just it's just it's actually it's more disappointing than anything because you have a vision of what the food is supposed to look taste like feel like um physically and mentally and then when that doesn't get matched or when that doesn't happen it, it it's a it's a total letdown and disappointment and it's the worst I, I, I it's the worst all right last food pet peeve of the day i might honestly have to do a part two because like i said there's over 500 comments and some of them the ones that i read were just uh, there was there's there's too much to, to do in one episode, so I definitely will think about doing a part two. But last one for this for this episode, um, <laughs> thinking a cookie is chocolate chip and taking a bite into it and it's oatmeal raisin. See, <laughs> this one I, I get. I totally understand. It's a it's a common practice, like because you know chocolate chip cookies are just like universally better than oatmeal raisin. Um, obviously, you know, there are some people who think oatmeal raisin is better. I think chocolate chip is better. Um, like the majority of people, cause like, you know, nothing hits like a chocolate chip cookie. Like it's just not, nothing hits like it. It's classic. It's delicious. Like nothing hits like a chocolate chip cookie with some milk. Right. Um, so people expect that taste in their mouth. And then when they take a bite into the cookie, it's oatmeal raisin. It's one of like the worst feelings in the world because like, it, it goes back to like one of the earlier pet peeves. Like you feel let down about the food that you think you're eating, right? It's this is like a prime example of that. Um, and this one used to bother me a lot more when I was younger, but now I really like oatmeal raisin cookies. <laughs> like I, I think they're criminally underrated. Again, I think chocolate chip is better than oatmeal raisin, but um oatmeal raisin is still good to me. Like if, if I took a bite out of a cookie and it was, and it was oatmeal raisin, I'd be content with it. Like it's, yeah, sure. It's no chocolate chip, but like, it's not like, it's not like I'm going to like spit it out. Like I know like there are some cases where people like will despise the oatmeal, oatmeal raisin so much that they'll like spit it out. And like, that's crazy. Um, but again, it's all preference, but it, it, it is a letdown. I do understand this one. It, it's, it's a big letdown because, you know, like I said, like there's this whole aura around, chocolate chip cookies and when it's not a chocolate chip cookie it's a letdown i get it totally get it it's like when someone asks you to like if someone says hey like think of the first cookie flavor that comes to mind guarantee you you're saying chocolate chip i know i'm saying chocolate chip it's like oh like what's the first cookie flavor that comes to mind yeah definitely chocolate chip um 
not oatmeal raisin. I'll tell you that much. Um, so yes, total letdown when it's oatmeal raisin. But like I said, for, for my case, I don't mind oatmeal raisin. Like it's a good cookie. I think it's good. I think they're underrated. So I'm not going to be, I'll be, I'll, I'd be a little upset. Um, but I also think too, I feel like it's obvious the, the distinction, the difference between the two, like just based off its physical look, I feel like it, it's kind of easy to tell if a cookie is chocolate chip or oatmeal raisin. I don't know. I, I don't know. And the smell factor too, because like oatmeal raisin smells different than chocolate chip. And like, because like I can tell the difference between a chocolate chip and a raisin. I get it, you know, from like the naked eye from a far view, it could be tough. They, they look oddly similar. I get it. But it's like, I feel like this is easily avoidable though. You know, I feel like it's easily avoidable. Um. Because, like, I've never had the experience of biting into a cookie thinking it was chocolate chip and it was oatmeal raisin. I've never experienced that because I, I can tell which is which. Um, and like I said, I get it if you can't, like, if, if, like, if you're just, like, blindly taking one, I get it. It makes total sense. But, like, if that's one of, like, your biggest concerns, you should, you should be looking out. Like, okay, is, is this a chocolate chip? Is this a raisin? And, like, again, with the smell, like, you can, you can definitely smell the difference between the two. 100 <laughs> percent um so i don't know i get it this one makes this one makes sense i've never dealt with this one myself because like i said i, I know the difference and i like oatmeal raisin cookies so if this were to happen i wouldn't be too too upset uh people sleep on raisins man i think raisins are one of the best parts of trail mix too i don't know that's just me i think if i had to rank the trail mix ingredients i'd probably go m&m's number one obviously I'd probably put raisins number two, to be honest. Like I'm putting the raisins ahead of all the nuts, like the cashews, the uh, the walnuts. Yeah, there's some walnuts in trail mix. Um, the peanuts, like that, that's going, it's going ahead. If you ask me, that, that that's going ahead. So, um, yeah, that was that was another little sidetrack, but yeah, that 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 feeling must suck. It, it really must. But especially if you don't like oatmeal raisin cookies, but I like them. I really do. So if this happened to me. Like I said, first of all, I'd probably I'd be able to tell which is which. But if I wasn't, and it was like a chocolate chip cookie in disguise, oatmeal raisin, like you couldn't tell the difference, and this happened, it it wouldn't be the end of the world for me. I don't know. Um, but but yeah, okay, that's that's all the food pet peeves we got for this part one. Like I said, I'll, I'll probably make a part two. Um, I appreciate everyone who who left some comments. These pet peeves were great. I found them relatable very relatable some not so much but i learned a few things maybe i'm maybe i developed some new pet peeves because of it like the like the uh the chicken one um so yeah this is uh that was a that's a wrap for the food pet peeves thank you so much for listening to this episode of the bobby podcast make sure to subscribe to this podcast leave a rating leave a review listen to my other episodes Follow me on TikTok. Follow me on Instagram. I really appreciate every single one of you who is listening, who has been listening. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.